10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. This is Teachers Talk Radio, and you are listening live. Hello and good morning. Welcome to Teachers Talk Radio. My name is Caleb Merchant. This is the Sunday Brunch. Today, we have a conversation that we're going to talk about, which is contact hours. And I know that many people feel strongly about this. We had a big response on our Twitter page. So we're going to be talking about should teachers be contacted outside of school hours? What kind of hours do teachers work in reality? That's all that and more today on Teachers this Talk Radio. Is teachers Talk Radio, and you are listening live. Tune in live at ttradio.org or to join in the conversation, download the Podbean app and search Teachers Talk Radio. Follow the hashtag TT Radio. Tune in, talk it out with Teachers Talk Radio. Hello and good morning. This is Caleb DeMerchant. I am live on Teachers Talk Radio. This is the Sunday brunch. Today we are talking about contact hours for teachers. That is, are teachers contacted too much outside of school hours to, via email or phone calls or whatever you may have it? I, I did word it as emails on our question, but I was more curious about just contact hours in general. And we had an amazing response on Twitter. Uh, not such a great response this week on Facebook. Usually that's our bigger one, but we had a couple of members of the public, I would say, uh, respond to us and tell us what they think about contact hours for their their specific field. So we had a couple people there, not too, not too, too many this week. So hello and good morning. I hope you've all had a wonderful, well-earned weekend. And I know many of you are just starting your breaks this week, your February break here in the United Kingdom. If you're outside the United Kingdom, maybe you yourself have a, a February break. Where I come from in Canada, we have a March break. So we don't really have a February break. We have a break in March. We have one at Christmas time. We talked about this uh, last week. If you'd like to hear more about breaks in Canada and where I worked in China, that would be a great show to listen to. So please do go back and listen to that if you're interested in school breaks. And we'll probably be going back to the idea of school holidays at some point or another throughout the years or time that I'm on here, hopefully many years. My name is Caleb DeMerchant again. This is Teachers Talk Radio. This is the Sunday Brunch Show. You can follow us on Twitter. You can follow me specifically at KDM underscore Drama Wizard, where the conversation is going about teachers, contact hours. Should teachers be contacted outside of school hours, be it email, phone calls, or any other medium? So, hello, my name is Caleb DeMerchant. If you don't know me, I am a tutor at the University of Bedfordshire in music and drama. Those are my two fields that I uh, specifically teach. And I am your host for the day. We have a lot lined up for today. So I have a guest that I will play for you later on. We had a little bit of a guest come on. He came and I interviewed him yesterday. He couldn't come on live. Uh, I know it's hard for people to get on the show this early in the morning on a Sunday live. So if you'd ever like to be on the show, please do contact me. Again, you can find me on Twitter at KDM underscore drama wizard. Some of my friends and family. And if you'd like to contact me on Facebook, you can probably find me on there as well. Um, I don't really add people who aren't friends and family, but I will respond to your messages if you send any on there. Again, my name is Caleb DeMerchant. This is the Sunday Brunch Show. Today we are talking about teachers' contact hours. Should teachers be contacted outside of school hours? 
how many hours do teachers actually work? So here on the Sunday brunch, I like to start with a little bit of a, a story from my own life as I've been a teacher for a number of years. And, you know, I, I now work as a tutor at the University of Bedfordshire, as I said earlier. So I've been in the field for a little while and I myself went to school, like many of you, for, you know, my whole life going up to being a teacher. I did work in the private sector for a little while and I will get to that today because I found contact hours to be actually less in the private sector and the research that I found did support that information. So again, one more time, this is Caleb DeMerchant. This is Teachers Talk Radio, the Sunday brunch show, and we're talking about contact hours. How many hours do teachers actually work? And should you contact teachers outside of contact hours? So we have a lot of action, a lot of information on Twitter today and yesterday, and I hope that we continue to get the information on there, and I hope that you come and tune into the show as well. And if you'd like to call in, remember, you can call into our show here on the Podbean app. You can also contact us via Twitter, again, at KDM underscore Drama Wizard. That's a great place to contact us. You can also contact me on Facebook. So I'm going to start with a little story from my own experience about when I first became a teacher. And as many of you know who have listened to the show prior, I was a teacher in Guyang, China, before I became a teacher here in the United Kingdom. Uh, and I, uh, I obviously started in Canada as a teacher. So my story today is going back to when I started as a teacher in Guyang in China. Guyang is in the, in the south of China. Uh, I always like to say, you know, it's not the south of France. It's the south of China. It's a little bit different. So when I was starting as a teacher in Guyang, they told me that, you know, I had had my weekends to myself. I'd be able to choose what I wanted to do with my own weekends. I said, great, that'll be, that'll be just fine. That'll be a perfect thing for me. That's why I became a teacher, because when I was working in the private sector, I worked for uh, a number of different private institutions. I won't get into that right now, but they had enormous work hours. We would work on projects. So I was an IT business analyst. And what I would do is I would uh, help create new systems for companies. And often, you know, we would work well into the weekends. We'd work well into the evenings and we didn't really have a lot of time for our friends and family. So when I became a teacher, I thought, you know, not not correctly that I would have my weekends to myself and a lot of my hours would be my own to do with as I pleased. But that actually was not the case, obviously. So when I became a teacher in China, they said, yes, you'll have your weekends to yourself. You'll be able to do whatever you like during that. And during your school holidays, you'll have your time to yourself. I thought to myself, that sounds perfect. That sounds like a reason to move to China and become a teacher because I know many of my colleagues in Canada, they didn't really have that as an option. So I moved to China among not being able to find a job in Canada. And that will be a, a show for a different time. Perhaps next week we will be talking about uh, working abroad as a teacher in the United Kingdom and just working abroad as a teacher. So if you know anybody who'd be interested in that, please get them to call in uh, or to write in or anything. So that will be next week's show. But back to this week's show. So I went to China. And I became a teacher and, you know, I really enjoyed my time as a teacher there. But when I first started, you know, I didn't really have too much uh, weekend stuff. They let me have the first couple weeks to myself. Then on about the third weekend, they said, OK, you have to give a quiz on Friday. I said, no problem. We, you must have the quiz marked for the Monday. They had a 24 hour marking policy, basically. So they said, because you get more time on the weekend, we would prefer you gave the quiz on a Friday and have it marked by the Monday and given back to the students. Now, I don't know if you know about schools in China, but I had about 1,500 students that I taught in my year nine class. So I would sit in a, in a big auditorium, I would stand and people would sit around me and I would talk and they, and they would take notes. I even had like a kind of a clear board that they could see through. You might've seen it in some kind of movies and stuff like that. 
they could see it on one side and they'd actually decode the note notes backwards, which I always thought was really, really interesting. So I had to have things marked 24 hours and I had 1500 things, just little quizzes, mind you, these weren't like big written extensive papers, but at times I would have that and they would give me a bit more time. But for this quiz, they said, you know, you have 24 hours to mark it. You must have it marked by the following Monday. So I thought to myself, that's a, that's a lot to do. How am I going to accomplish this task? Is this going to be an every weekend thing? They said, oh, no, it won't be an every weekend thing. Spoilers, it was an every weekend thing. So I marked the papers the best I could, but I found I wasn't able to get it all done. So I had to ask one of my colleagues who had been teaching in China for about, oh, he'd been teaching there for many years. I'm not precisely sure how many years, but over five years he'd been teaching there. So he came and helped me mark my papers. And he said, the only thing is, is I would prefer if you helped me mark my my papers the following week. And, you know, kind of naively, I said, yes, I agree to it. I, I would have liked to have helped him. It's not that I wouldn't have liked to have helped him, but my marking then became an every week problem. And the problem was, is if I didn't have the marking done, I'd get called into my principal's office to talk to them, kind of like, you know, a, a, a child who had done something wrong. So I get called in there and have to have the marking done. So, you know, I, eventually I did get used to doing the marking, even though it was a lot and extensive. I found a system and I got it to work. I could even get things marked online. But I get the students to do it on computers and it would mark online. So that was a bit helpful. But that wasn't actually the biggest problem. The biggest problem was I was starting to get emails on the weekend. And I mean a lot of emails on the weekend. I was getting something like 30, 40 emails on the weekend from teachers, from parents. Parents in China are very involved in their, in their students' education, obviously. You probably realize that. So I was getting, you know, sometimes as much as 100 emails on a weekend, depending on what was going on the following week. And this just became too much on top of the marking to respond to all these emails. And people would expect a response within 24 hours. Now, I worked at a private school. So if I didn't respond within 24 hours of the email, the parent would call the principal, the Chinese principal, that is. We'd have a Chinese and an English principal. And then the my Canadian principal would then call me into an office and I would you know, kind of get a razzing for not having every, not responding to the emails within 24 hours. Now, I don't know, no, I don't know about you, but sometimes we, we have to have our weekends to ourselves. And I know that many people said, oh, oh, simply don't check your emails. Well, that just wasn't a possibility in China. And we'll talk about this today. So a lot of people have told me over the years, well, just don't check your emails. Don't download the email app onto your computer. Now, we'll, we'll discuss today whether or not that is a reasonable way of looking at things to simply just not download the app or to avoid my emails completely like some kind of uh, negative prognosis or something of that nature. We're, we're going to discuss whether or not that's a reasonable way of looking at this situation and whether or not our schools actually have a responsibility to us, their employees, to respect us enough to not contact us on the weekends. And um, uh, again, spoilers, I have an opinion that we have our weekends for us and we shouldn't actually be contact. They shouldn't be contacting us over the weekends, but we will, I will present to you some studies today. And again, we will be having some studies, some, uh, some articles that will be read to you. And, and then I'll talk a little bit about them. We will then have uh, a discussion, an interview from one of my colleagues, someone that I've known for a number of years. He didn't want to give his name. We'll simply call him Dalton and he'll be back on the show again in the future. He, he wanted to join us on the show in the future. So he'll be back again. And yeah, that's how the show works. Again, this is Teachers Talk Radio. We're talking about contact hours today. Are teachers contacted too much over their on their free time, on their weekends? Should you contact teachers via email and via other devices? 
I remember, you know, my dad, he was a, he worked for McCain's foods. That's a, the, fr the French fry factory. Uh, many of you know it here in the UK is the French fry factory. And he used to get phone calls every weekend. I mean, tons of phone calls, either asking him to come into work or, you know, simply just asking him how to solve certain problems. So I know that every job has contact hours on their free time. And we have to have a little bit of a say to say, no, we're not going to pick up the phone and we're not going to use the the email or anything of that nature. But also, I do think our employers have a responsibility to us to not contact us unless absolutely necessary. Now, whether or not you agree with me on that, I would love to hear from you. Again, this is Teachers Talk Radio, the Sunday morning show. My name is Caleb DeMerchant. We're talking about teachers' contact hours. Do teachers have too much contact hours? What does a teacher's hours look like in reality? We're going to talk about that a little bit too today as well, because I think it kind of flows in with each other. And we'll have another show separately where we talk about teacher's hours. But for today's show, we're talking about contact hours specifically. We'll be talking about that while I'll be presenting you some studies and we'll have some interviews. So I think maybe it's time to go over to Facebook or Twitter. We'll, we'll start with Twitter and we'll look at some of the responses that we're having on there. We had a lot of responses on Twitter. Thank you, everybody who wrote in, and I hope you all tune into the show as well. Uh, so we'll go on there and we'll look. So one person said here, Joe on Twitter, I won't be reading anyone's full names or full handles because I know people didn't agree to be you know, read on the show here. I say that every week, but it's the truth. So yes, issues can be dealt with with far more quick, far more quickly than other ways if you, you're contacted via uh, email. So this person believes that it's better for us to be contacted on our weekends so that the issues can be dealt with more quickly. Some I choose not to respond to until I, I am back at work, but I am a senior leader in an independent school, much higher standards of customs, service uh, service is expected than in a state school. So would you, do you agree with that? Do you think that because you're in a different type of school that you you must respond to emails that the standards are higher? Or do you believe that all schools should have high standards and should respond to emails within a timely fashion, a timely fashion obviously being within so many hours? What do you all think out there today? I thought that that was an interesting tweet because to me, I think that all teachers have a high standard and that you know everyone should be contacted. But if you'd like to call in and, and discuss this, please do call in. Again, you can call in on the Podbean app. You can respond on Twitter. You can contact me on Facebook. But I do think that all teachers have high standards and you know, it doesn't really matter what school you work in. In Canada, we don't have this idea of state schools and, and public schools and this and that. Everyone pretty much goes to a public school unless you're very rich and you send your child to a private school. Now, I'd, I don't know anybody who went to a private school growing up. And, you know, I, I know a fair number of people in the education field back home. And I don't know one who went to a private school. But I know that the standards are pretty much the same, except if you're taking an international baccalaureate, you must teach the provincial standards. So. I know all teachers have high standards of ourselves and our students, and I think that that is great and that is a part of our field, but we also need to have time for ourselves to be, you know, ourselves and to have some rest because we all earned a rest, you know, we all deserve a rest as well, I think. So we're talking about teachers contact hours here today on Teachers Talk Radio. This is the Sunday Brunch Show. My name is Caleb DeMerchant. We are talking about contact hours. Do you think teachers have too many contact hours? What are your thoughts and feelings on that? Do you, what, what kind of hours do teachers actually work? What do you think about that as well? Do teachers work too many hours? I think it's time now that we'll go to our first article, which is from the BBC. So I'll play you an article now and you can listen to that and tell me what you think. Here we go. 
BBC News, 18th of September, 2019. Teachers in England have worked long hours, an average of 46 to 49 hours of a week, for many years, research finds. The University College London study found primary and secondary teaching hours have remained relatively stable over the last 25 years. The researchers say this means reducing teachers' hours will be difficult and may require radical action. They also say that long working hours are unlikely to be the sole issue for the problem of teacher retention. The UCL research examined data from more than 40,000 primary and secondary teachers in England who took part in four different surveys between 1992 and 2017. Their analysis found primary school teachers work between 47 to 49 hours a week without any substantial change to this figure. The average hours of secondary school teachers sits between 46 and 48 hours per week and has remained broadly stable. A quarter of teachers work more than 59 hours a week, 10% work over 65 hours per week, 40% of teachers report that they usually work in the evening, 10% at the weekend and 7% at night. Teachers in England work on average eight hours more a week than teachers in comparable industry countries. The report concludes that five years of political initiatives implemented by three separate Secretaries of State for Education have so far proven insufficient for achieving a reduced number of hours worked by teachers. Reducing working hours to bring them into line with the international norms will therefore likely require additional, more radical action on the part of policymakers. Indeed, our research reveals that working hours have been a part of the present higher levels for many years, which suggests perhaps that they will be more difficult to shift than previously anticipated. The UCL study also says these findings suggest that workload may have also been given undue emphasis in the debate on teacher retention. Policymakers might therefore be better off focusing on other, better evidenced approaches to improving retention, such as increasing teacher pay, improving school leadership and improving working conditions. For Katie Evans, a primary school teacher of four years, the report findings come as no surprise. I'd be spending 50 or 60 hours a week working with being at school and then extra work at home, said Katie. I'd be at home no later than 7.30 and I'd normally be there till 5 or 6pm at night. Then I'd come home and do at least two hours of marking and planning for the next day and I'd still be trying to catch up on the weekend. It was distressing. It got to the point where I thought I can't do this anymore. It was this lack of work-life balance as well as the lack of flexibility after having her first child that led Katie to decide to give up teaching. The UCL's Institute of Education said, Successive Secretaries of State for Education have made big commitments to teachers about their working hours, how they are determined to reduce the burden of, on unnecessary tasks and how they will monitor hours robustly. Our data shows just how difficult it is to reduce teacher workload and working hours. We'd like to see a much closer monitoring of teaching's working hours so that impact of policy can be assessed as soon as possible. Overall, bolder plans are needed by the government to show that they are serious about reducing working hours for teachers and bring them into line with other countries.
the Director of Education for the Nuthfield Foundation, which funded the report, added, Addressing teachers' working hours is key to the improvement of both teacher quality and supply. Taking a wider view of the health of teachers over the past 25 years, the next phase of the project will be to gain an even better understanding of the teacher workforce. A spokeswoman for the Department of Education said it had been making considerable efforts to reduce workload driven by unnecessary tasks and we will continue to work with the sector to drive down on these unnecessary burdensome tasks, outstanding the classroom so that teachers are free to do what they do best, teach. They hope that salaries for new teachers will also be set to rise to £30,000 by 2022-23. Education International. Okay, so what do you all think? Do you agree with that article from the BBC? Do you think that teachers' work hours do not contribute to retention? They said, you know, uh, teachers work a lot of hours, but it doesn't actually contribute to retention. Do you think that emails contribute to our workload and therefore contribute to the retention problem? What do you think? I, I would think that, yes, because teachers are contacted all the time, it's someone we feel like we can contact all the time, and there is no rules on it, that does contribute to our workload and therefore does contribute to retention. But obviously the article doesn't agree with me on that. What do you all think? Do you agree or disagree with me? Do you think that teachers' work hours contribute to retention of teachers? Or do you think that things like uh, better SLT and higher pay are what we really need in the profession? I agree we need those things, but I also think we need a reduction on our work hours. Or I always say to my friends who say, you know, you, you teachers have big holidays, you have all this uh, time off. I say, okay, um, I'll take pay for every hour I work. I'll be paid on the hour and we'll, we'll see by the end of it if I am paid more or less. And I think you'll find out I'm paid more and I have, and you have to give me as much free time as a regular person, which means I'm still getting lots of free time, uh, lots of time off that is. So I think that uh, that old argument, that old chestnut isn't, isn't true. And all of you teachers out there, you know that I'm probably right about that. So teachers work hours. What do you all think of that? What do you all think of contact hours outside of school time. What do you think of it? Call in. You can contact me on Twitter at KDM underscore Drama Wizard. You can contact me here on the Podbean app. You can call in. We had one person contact us here on the Podbean app who said, I have my email set to my phone and I will read them as they come in, but only deal with the urgent ones on the weekends. However, for my subject area, I send home a robotic baby and if it, I wonder what that is. What's a robotic baby? That's pretty interesting. What, what could that be? A robotic baby. That's neat. If you're still on, could you tell us what that means? I, I don't know what that is. And if learners have issues, I instruct them to email me, but I tell them, oh, is it one of those babies? I, I think I know what you're talking about, but I tell them I may not respond, which is reasonable, I think, to say, you know, you can contact me, but I may not respond. But this idea of the robotic baby is quite interesting as well. Um, I think that's one of those babies they take care of and it, and it kind of monitors how they're taking care of it. But if you're still on the show on the Podbean app here, I'd love to hear more about the robotic baby. I know it's a bit of a digression, but I think that that would be quite cool. Okay, so going to Twitter for a moment, I had a message here. For, oh, I think we've had a response already about the, ba the robotic baby. They said, yes, it is a baby simulator. Okay, like having a newborn baby as part of my child development classes. That's really neat. I think that that's a really good idea. We used to have to take care of an egg when I was a kid. Again, a bit of a digression here. But you probably all had to take care of an egg or something of that nature in your, uh, we call it the human growth and development growing up. So that's a very interesting uh, response. Thank you very much. So going over to the Twitter 
here for a second, the Twitter story, Twitter for a moment. You can tell I'm a bit older, uh, the Twitter. So uh, this is from Dr. James Shea. He's one of my colleagues. He said, as a hod, I was in from 7.30 to 7.45 a.m. Uh, AM in the morning. Always some after schools, emails and work most evenings. Saturdays were the day off and half a day on Sundays. Mocks and marking used to cripple the tiny remaining time. So he, he, I agree with him on that. I think that those are all very true statements and sentiments. Those are all things that we experience as teachers, obviously. Uh, you've all experienced that probably in your uh, individual profession here in, as educators in your individual school. Now, I know we've had a lot of response saying, don't check the emails, don't download the app. Now, my thought about that is not all schools have the same policy. In fact, a lot of people on Twitter have said that their school have a 24-hour policy, that they must be responding to emails and things of that nature within a 24-hour period. So what do you all think about that? What if you have a 24-hour uh, objective? You must respond within 24 hours. Do you think then you just don't download the app? You just don't check your emails? I, I mean, you'll probably then be called into your head teacher's office. Uh, they'll be saying to you, you know, we have a 24-hour policy here. So what do you think if that's the case at your school? Do What about a 24-hour policy? Okay, uh, um, we have had a lot of responses here on Twitter, and we've had a lot of responses from different people on Facebook. I thought maybe it might be good to go to Facebook because I've only had a couple uh, here on Facebook today from the general public, and I like to hear from the general public. We had a response from Claire who said, yes, it is. If it's by consent, meaning that they, they've consented that you can contact them on weekends, my staff know that I don't mind being contacted in emergencies, and they have no avenue and want to run something by me the danger is it if it becomes uh, excessive if they're doing it all the time <clears throat> it has to be carefully managed if people don't want to be contacted outside of work hours they should be, that should be respected and i think you know that that's uh, how the private sector in general looks at it i know in my job when i worked in the i'll just say as an it business analyst I was expected to be contacted all the time. There was no uh, time off from being a business analyst. It was a 24-hour, seven-day-a-week job. So what do you all think? Uh, my name is Caleb DeMerchant. This is The Sunday Brunch Show here on Teachers Talk Radio. You can contact me on Twitter on by KDM Drama Wizard. That's my handle. You can contact me here on the Podbean app. You can send me a private message on Facebook if you like. My name is Caleb DeMerchant again. That's K-A-L-I-B-D-E underscore or space M-E-R-C-H-A-N-T, Caleb DeMerchant. I am the host here of the Sunday Brunch Show. We've had a couple of shows together. This is our third show, and I just love being the host here, and I love hearing from all of you. Please do contact me and tell me what are your thoughts and feelings. You can contact me via Twitter again. You can contact me in all types of ways. So, again, we've had a response here from Victoria. Who said I'm rubbish? I'm a rubbish person at this, meaning she's rubbish at respecting the email thing. My days off, I am constantly answering emails. So she's on this idea that you know we should sh we have the choice to look at our emails and to con uh, you know respond to those emails. I don't know if that's always true. We had a response as well from Hannah from Twinkle. She said uh, on Twitter, she said, "Oh." I wrote a piece. So she wrote a piece about this uh, from a TA perspective, which I think is really good. And we didn't have time to look at that piece this week on the show. But maybe in the future, we might read that piece if Hannah doesn't mind to put it on a, a later episode. 
and this is that's a piece from a TA's perspective uh, when it comes to work hours. Uh, so if you don't know, Tana, she's on Twinkle, and uh, yeah, Twinkle Digest is really good if you want to find a good resource for TAs and for teachers in general. So uh, you might want to look at that article that she wrote for Twinkle Digest. And again, my name is Caleb Demerchant. This is the Sunday Brunch Show. I think we'll be cutting to a break here relatively soon. But if you'd like to contact us, please do. And, you know, you can always contact us via Twitter and via the Podbean app and all the other methods that we've already discussed and we'll be discussing throughout the show, obviously. So teachers contact hours. What do you think? Should teachers be emailed or contacted outside of school hours? Maybe you don't have email. What if someone called you? Would you pick up that phone call? You know, what if they called you five times in the day? Would you still say, well, it's my day off, so I'm not going to look? Or would you probably answer the phone call? I think most people would probably answer the phone call at that point, meaning you you will re- you will respond if somebody contacts you. It's just a matter of how they respond uh, contact you, I think. And some of the articles I'll play to you here in a moment say the same. So maybe we will now look at, again, to Twitter. So we looked at Tana from Twinkle. She had, wrote a little article for Twinkle Digest about... TA contact hours. Please do look at that if you haven't looked at it. We had lots of responses on Twitter. Let's see if we can find another here for you to look at, listen to today. So uh, this is from Freya who said, yes, mainly from the kids. So she mainly gets emails from the kids. We have email banned from 7 p.m. in the evening. So no contact after 7 p.m. I think that's quite late though. You know, if you're going in at eight o'clock, that's a, that's a long day. If you're in from earlier than seven, that's a seven from seven, seven till seven day. That's a long, that's a very long day. So 7 p.m. on the evening, uh, across evenings and weekends, always check them in case the kids email me and need something. So that's a great teacher and that's great for her to do that. But I think it's hard for us to keep up such a rigorous workload. I don't know what you all think. Contact us, call in, call into the show here. Be Do your brave thing for the day. I always say, you know, it's a it's a great thing to call in. It's a, it can be your brave thing for the day. We should always do one brave thing every day. My brave thing is hosting the show. What's your brave thing? Maybe it'll be to call in and tell us what you think about teachers' contact hours, about email hours. So now we're going to cut to our commercial break uh, from our lovely sponsors and also the weekend news. Thank you for tuning in. Again, my name is Caleb DeMerchant. This is the Sunday Brunch Show here on Teachers Talk Radio. You can contact me on Twitter via KDM underscore or Drama Wizard. You can contact us here on the Podbean app. You can contact me on my personal Facebook. I'll probably get to it. I may not. I can't make any promises there. Uh, Thank you very much for listening so far. And here is a word from our lovely sponsors. Thank you very much. This episode of Teachers Talk Radio has been made possible with support from Witherslack Group the UK's leading provider of SEN education and care. They're here to support you too through an ever-growing offer of free resources, including webinars, podcasts, articles and events aimed at supporting teaching professionals like you. Visit their website at www.withaslackgroup.co.uk to find out more. Introducing Uplearn. Uplearn is an online curriculum learning resource for A-levels that improves student outcomes whilst reducing teacher workloads. Teachers use Uplearn to facilitate independent learning and consolidation of classroom material. Over 150 schools have seen grade improvements with Uplearn, including St Paul's Girls School, Michaela Community School and ARC Schools. 
book a demo at uplearn.co.uk and quote TTR for 10% off. That's Uplearn, U-P-L-E-A-R-N dot co dot UK. Whatever learning looks like this year, bring lessons to life with Nearpod. An exciting new addition to the Renaissance family, Nearpod offers real-time insights into student understanding through interactive lessons and videos, gamification and activities, all in a single, easy-to-use platform. To help kickstart the new year, we're offering all primary and secondary schools in the UK and Ireland full, free access to Nearpod for the whole spring term. So, no matter what 2022 brings, Nearpod makes switching between in-class and remote teaching simple. Visit www.renlearn.co.uk forward slash Nearpod and sign up for your free trial today. If you're listening to this, then we know we share one thing in common, a passion for the type of outstanding education that every child deserves. That's what makes us the leading provider of specialist education and care. We need people like you to help us achieve even more. With us, you'll be given all the resources and support you need, offered a clear path to career progression, and be rewarded with some of the best salaries and benefits the industry has to offer. We are with a Slack Group. If you'd like to find out more, we'd love to hear from you. Visit www.withaslackgroup.co.uk forward slash careers and be part of our future. This is Teachers Talk Radio and this is Teachers Talk Radio News. Evening Standard reports on comments made by the Duke of Westminster in an article featured on the paper's website. The article focuses on the government's pledge to provide £79 million to help improve mental health support for children and young people in England. The pledge, made 12 months ago, would help grow the number of mental health support teams in schools from 59 to 400 by April 2023. In the article, the Duke highlights data provided by Children's Mental Health Charity Place to Be and the National Association of Head Teachers, which shows that between April and October of last year, over 400,000 under-18s were referred for specialist mental health care in England, a 70% increase in the same period in the pre-pandemic 2019. Isolation, the breakdown of formal and informal support, Periods of lost education and the social and academic pressures of returning to school have all taken their toll. The Duke focuses on the importance of early intervention and argues the case for funding to be developed here to prevent a further increase in young people requiring crisis-based specialist treatment. The article is featured as part of coverage of Children's Mental Health Week and includes references to research by Oxford University's Department of Psychology which suggests that children from low-income families or those with special educational needs may have experienced greater mental health problems than others and are likely to recover at a slower rate than other groups. The article concludes by reiterating the need for early intervention and a call to ensure that young people have their voices heard. With Valentine's Day approaching, pupils in Jersey have been visiting elderly members of the community to spread some joy. Operation Valentine is an annual event run by students from one of the island schools. The event, which includes a Valentine's meal, has been held for more than 30 years. This year, due to the COVID restrictions, 
the meal cannot be hosted, but instead they're delivering Valentine's afternoon tea hampers to local care homes. 160 hampers were delivered on Friday and the day is regarded as very special as this small gift has a huge impact. In Northern Ireland, rugby legend Rory Best has launched a sports project aimed at making sport more accessible for young people with disabilities. Best is an ambassador for Sported, a UK-wide charity that supports grassroots sports groups. The charity will support four groups in Northern Ireland in becoming more accessible for disabled young people. Sported's aim for its Include project is to see more young people with disabilities participate in sports and, as a result, have increased self-confidence and improved physical and mental health. Best said he was honoured to support the launch of this wonderful project. A press release on the European Union's official website outlines the EU-Africa Global Gateway Investment Package, which will focus on education, skills and technical vocational training. The release focuses on how EU funding will support joint action on improving the quality of teaching in participating countries, empowering girls and vulnerable groups through education, developing skills and vocational education, and improving youth exchanges in Africa and between Africa and Europe. This has been your Teachers Talk Radio Weekend News with Joe Fox. This is Two Minute Tech with Steve Woods, your tech briefing on Teachers Talk Radio. Hello, it's Safe Internet Week with the official day being on Tuesday the 8th of February. This year, the UK Safer Internet Centre is questioning whether gaming online is all fun and games. They ask young people to explore respect and relationships in online gaming. A lot of schools may be having drop-down days and you may be expected to deliver an online safety lesson. This is great, but are you confident in your knowledge? There's nothing worse than having to teach a lesson out of your comfort zone, especially when you're discussing a topic where the learners may know more than the teacher. Saferinternet.org.uk, the brains behind Safer Internet Day, have come to the rescue with a series of films under the heading of virtual assemblies on their website. Starting with a story about in-app purchases getting out of hand for 3 to 7 year olds, and then for 7 to 11 and 11 to 18s having a discussion on online behaviour and respect. This resource is informative and will allow those of us that are less confident to play the film and facilitate a discussion. As always, if you're going to use an online resource, make sure you've watched it first to make sure it's appropriate for your pupils. For a visual version of this episode, check out the TT Radio 2022 Twitter feed. I'm Steve Woods, and that was Two Minute Tech. Two Minute Tech with Steve Woods, your tech briefing on Teachers Talk Radio. Hello and welcome back. Uh, my name is Kilda Merchant. This is Teachers Talk Radio, the Sunday brunch show. It is wonderful f- to hear from people all over Twitter talking about our topic. Our topic today is teachers' contact hours. Are teachers contacted too much outside of school? What are teachers' work hours actually like? And should teachers receive emails outside of school hours? Now, I have a little sit-down interview I wanted to play for you with a colleague of mine named Dalton. I won't give his last name because he was really hesitant about doing that, but hopefully in the future, Dalton will come on and Maybe host the show with me, do a co-hosting situation, or even do a, a recording situation with me. So before we get to that, though, I would like to play you one more article about teachers in Germany. I thought that was quite an interesting little article I found about what teachers' workloads are like in Germany and what are contact hours like in Germany for not just teachers, but uh, the vast majority of the public. I don't know if you know this, but in Germany, um, there's basically a law that you can't contact someone via email after certain hours. It's considered to be a work task. 
and therefore to contact someone with that is an additional work. So you'd either have to pay them to respond to emails after outside of work hours, or they just don't respond to them and they just don't, you could actually be fined for sending too many outside of work hour emails, which is, I thought was really interesting. So Ms. W said on Twitter, my, cre my previous school was quite the opposite. It was extremely stressful, especially because last in last minute changes or meetings were dropped on us by the after emails by after school emails rather. And then the changes to meetings were created by an addition created an additional workload. So Miss is saying here that they would get all their information via emails outside of work hours, and then they were expected to respond to those and be ready for them for the next day. And I think that's you know what I'm going to say in my conclusion today is what it basically boils down to is us as teachers we like to be ready, we are the ultimate people being ready. You know everyone expects us to have lesson plans and to have everything planned out in advance. Well, the emails are no different. We're not going to wait until Monday to look at an email that was sent to us. It's very serious. We're going to want to prepare for that. And I know people say, well, I don't look at them, but if you got a very special uh, an email saying urgent on it, and you happen to look at your email, you will look at it and you'll worry about it then, and you might not respond to it, but inside you're going to worry about it and even if you haven't responded you will worry about it the remainder of your weekend and therefore losing part of your weekend to emails and i think emails are great i think that's awesome we can communicate with each other so easily nowadays that it's just a click of a button and boom you've sent a letter to someone you sent a, a correspondence to someone but it holds a lot of power and we always have to remember that our emails emailing people outside of work hours it holds a lot of power so my name is caleb demerch and this is the Th sunday brunch show here on Teachers Talk Radio, you can contact us on my Twitter, KDM underscore Drama Wizard, on the Teacher Talk Radio Twitter, and you can find us on the Podbean app. It's been great to be your host uh, for the past couple weekends and this weekend, obviously, and to hear such a vast amount of opinions and experiences. You know, I'm a, I'm a lecturer now, a researcher, whatever you want to say. I'm a tutor, and I love to hear these kinds of things because it helps me improve my own ideas, my own research. If you'd ever like to contact me, you can always contact me via my email account as well, if it's a, if a part of research you'd like to do. If you know anybody who would be interesting in joining us at the University of Bedfordshire as a teacher going into the future, please do uh, direct them to our application page. Uh, we always need more teachers, I say. you know, uh, We complain about the profession, many of us, but we love the profession and we want the best people to join us. So if you know anybody who would like to join the profession, please do direct them to our page at University of Bedfordshire, and you can find all of our contact information there. They can also find us via the government resources. So my name is Caleb DeMerchant. This is Teacher Talk Radio. Today we're talking about contact hours. What do you think? Should teachers receive emails outside of their regular hours? What should it look like? In your opinion, what's an ideal workload for teachers? What does an ideal contact situation look like for teachers? Please do call in or contact us via all the ways I've said. Here's another article I'd like to play to you about teachers in Germany and contact hours in general in Germany. My name is Caleb DeMerchant and thank you for listening to the Sunday Brunch Show. Education International, 2nd of February, 2018. A study commissioned by a teacher union shows that in Germany, teachers work one hour and 40 minutes longer than other public employees per week, endangering their health. On average, teachers in Germany work longer than comparable civil servants according to the study an affiliate of Education International. For 20 years, teachers have been consistently burdened with new tasks and the number of compulsory hours has been partly increased 
but their number of hours has not been reduced in principle. As teachers' health is endangered, significant relief is urgently required. The Union has addressed 20 studies of teachers at elementary schools, comprehensive schools and high school working hours from the past 60 years. It showed that more than 48 hours per week were required for a teacher to complete all of their tasks. The study found also that teachers work 1 hour and 40 minutes longer than a normal civil servant job. That's also taking into account of all school holidays. As a result, between 14 and 19% of teachers working excessively long working hours of more than 48 hours during a one school week. The promised reduction in working hours over the past few decades has been delayed and not implemented. In addition, there is a lack of recreational opportunities during school breaks. The seven day week is virtually mandatory during school hours and the non-limitation of work hours is almost the norm. So what do you all think? Do you agree with that or disagree? Again, we're talking about contact hours here today on Teacher Talk Radio. What did you what do you all think about the idea of what they have in Germany that teachers work more hours than other public servants of other public sector people, uh, people in the private sector even? Do you think the teachers in the United Kingdom work more hours than the regular private or public sector employee? What do you think? I don't have a study precisely right this moment at hand to read whether or not that's true, but I do think it probably has a, a grain of truth to it. Pretty soon we're going to cut to now to uh, an extended interview I did with someone in a sit-down interview, a, a former colleague of mine named Dalton. He would like to talk about it. He, he wanted to remain a bit anonymous. If you know him, please don't launch it out to the world. But if you, he had a lot of good opinions on this, and I thought he was a perfect person to kind of interview. So I'll probably play his interview here in a moment. But if anyone would like to call in, now's the time to call into the show. Teacher Talk Radio on the Podbean app here. You can contact me via KDM Drama Wizard on Twitter. We had an amazing amount of response on Twitter. I just want to thank everybody for that. I I would like to maybe read one of those right now. So this is from Zoe. Zoe said, all the time, from students, from parents, from colleagues, external contacts le- uh, linked to my school. Same throughout the holidays, too. I do check them as a response is expected within 24 hours. So Zoe there is saying exactly what I've been saying the whole show. Some people can't just simply not check their emails. It's just not a possibility. Some schools have a 24-hour policy, and I think a lot of private schools and a lot of you know academies, things of that nature, they can make their own rules up. They can say, we're doing it this way, and that's how we're going to do it. And if you don't like it, you know, you can find a different place to work more or less. So what do you think? Would you agree with that? Do you think that uh, you should have a requirement to be contacted within 24 hours that you have to respond within 24 hours? Do you agree or disagree with that? What do you all think out there? So now I'm going to play an extended interview with my my friend and colleague Dalton. I hope you enjoy that. If you agree or disagree with the things that are said in the interview, please do contact us via Twitter. Contact us via the Podbean app. You can send us a, send me a private email. You can send me a message via Facebook that will obviously be private as well. Thank you very much for listening. My name is Caleb DeMerchant. This is the Sunday Brunch Show here on Teacher Talk Radio. We are talking about teachers' contact hours. Should teachers be contacted outside of their work hours via email and such? Do How many hours do teachers actually, actually work? Thank you for listening. My name is Caleb DeMerchant, and this is my extended interview with Dalton. Hello, I have with me today Dalton.
Colton. He's going to talk with me about what he thinks about school work hours and he, what he thinks generally about students and and just his life as a teacher. So uh, this is Do Anthony. He'll talk to you. Hi there, guys. My name is uh, Dalton. At the moment, I'm currently maternity head department Emma, in we a did school in Bedfordshire. Um, at the moment, I'm on six years of teaching experience, so I've seen uh, three schools, one in Ireland, two in the UK. So the culture I found over here is quite interesting. You see a lot of people who are willing to do nearly anything for the job, to work themselves to the bitter end to uh, get these kids over the line. In Ireland, it's a very, very different culture. You go from leaving with the kids or maybe 20 minutes after the kids once you've cleaned up or whatever to a life where you are near, you're in more than a commuter coming in and out of London working nearly 9, 10 hours a day. It's just very, very unusual, especially coming over here as a newly qualified at the time. Well, that's interesting. Me and Dalton met when we were first starting teaching together here. So I came from Canada and he came from Ireland. And actually, we had met by accident, uh, and then oh, we had met years story. later. So what had happened was I came through uh, a company called Engage, and Dalton came through the same company yeah. as well, and maybe many of you came there as well. And what had happened was we had met outside, we were, we were having a cigarette, and then I, I had asked for one because I was new to the country. I'd never had a, a hand-rolled cigarette, so Dalton offers me one, and he starts talking to me about you know being a farmer. Yeah, yeah, so the story was I was about 15, 16 at the time, and it was my first time being asked to drive a tractor, being as country as I am. So I'm like, yeah, I've done this before. Dad's shown me whatever. So it turns out the tractor's brakes were absolutely annihilated. I'm talking ground to the bone. And I'm doing this um, 90 degree turn going down a hill. And the whole thing nearly careens out of control with someone up on the back of the load. And I'm telling this to a Canadian farmer that I've yes. literally <laughs> just met on the streets of central London talking about would you like a smoke and and it's funny because we had talked last time about uh me being a farmer on the show and about summer holidays growing up in canada uh so yeah we had talked about how when i was a kid growing up on the farm we we did work all summer and how was it when you were a kid growing up on the farm in it the was, summertime it was weird man like it was dad was laboring so we did a lot of the work there just in-house ourselves but I was always sort of the rebel child, like, had my long hair, piercings, listening to Talica, Maiden, etc. And just, like, wanting to get away from it. So I just ended up spending more time away from the house, reading a bit more, and got into history and geography. My dad was, um, he always had atlases around, but he, he never had the money to go to uni himself. So mm -hmm. he kept it all at home. His sister went behind the Iron Curtain, and it was like, he always wanted the knowledge, so... Basically, as I got older, I also, anytime I went out of the house, I got leaflets for uh, adult learning courses in the local that's uni. That's good. No, that's really good. Yeah, and just to wind them up. Like. We, and we come from a similar background, Dalton and I, I think, because like my dad had no education either growing up. and he, he wanted to go to school, but he just couldn't because he had to work. But yeah, that's a bit outside of what we're here to talk about today. Yeah, it's, yeah, good, man, we... it's good to get to know each other on the radio here, obviously, and hopefully Dalton will be back on with us at another time. But today we're talking about contact hours. So how many hours do you think, Dalton, you work a week as a teacher right now? Like, what, what do you think about your job and the hours you work? So with me, I do maybe nine, ten hours a day. Mm. Uh, but that leaves me in a situation where I don't need to do work on the weekends. I mm -hmm. can use that time for myself. So I'll get into work maybe 10 past, quarter past eight, 
get my setup done, make sure printing's in order. Mm-hmm. Uh, as someone fairly low down the pole, I'm on my full 22 hours a week. So three PPAs means there's not a lot of time in the day to actually do things. So I'll stay after school three hours, three and a half hours. And just Do you have any required mark. duty during the week as well? Like when you have to go outside and watch mm. the students, how many times a week do you have that? Uh, I get that twice, two break times. You can do lunchtime obviously for extra money, but it's not worth it for... Yeah. 20 minutes of work just I think to, a lot of people feel that way mm. and in Canada it's a requirement of, uh, to do duties actually you have to do one one hour duty a day as well as a half an hour at, at break time so you have a, almost an hour and a half of yeah. duties a day um, because people talk about how we have long breaks in Canada but actually the teachers have to do a lot mm. and and what yeah. about your uh, your marking what does that look like in we've, terms of that we've actually done, done a lot of work at the moment in our place about mm-hmm. marking I know what does that look like so we used to mark literally everything, red pen all over the books, full shebang, full comments. But after lockdown kicked in, we realized they've gone essentially a year, 14 months without marking and they're, they haven't regressed. So why are we going to the massivist degree to do bookmarking? Okay, yeah, yeah. So what we do is we will quiz them three times a term or three times a unit, depending yeah, yeah. how you space it. So you'll have maybe a 10 minute, four question assessment every three to four lessons and then you'll have one final end of unit assessment that's the way we've done it and we found that our results and our attainment are actually going up from that that's really good and and uh, that's one of the reasons i asked you to come on here because i had remembered you told me about your guys's marking system in the past and i thought it was mm. really interesting that was one one thing that, and i know you like your school a lot and mm. you like mm. a lot of the systems at your school and i know a lot of our listeners will have a bit of problem with with their marking systems and so on in their school, but you you do like your school. And what what do you like best about your school in terms of this? In terms of the working hours, what what do you like best? Um, because I've worked in well, obviously when I came over to England, I did my first school there, and it was literally me being pulled over the coals in my training year about mm-hmm. you're not doing books enough, you're not doing books enough. When I'm taking them in on a three week rotation, yes, there's, yes. there's never a night where I don't have a, a stack of thirty in front of me. And then some assessments on the side when you're trying to just relax in the evenings, like really pushed me that year. Mm. So when I came to this school, yes. a lot of the policies were the same, but as the head came in and he rejigged everything, he looked at things more from a practicality rather than mm. a needs to impact be done. necessity, type of right? Like exactly. Necessity, yeah. Like it, he he thought about what needed to be done, but what was necessity for mm. being done? And I think that that's really important. So it, you need a uh, uh, middle leader who really wants to defend you, I would say, in your time. Would you mm. agree with that? Yeah, yeah, because they're the ones really in the trenches about it. Because if you look at, say, the admin staff, your HRs, your front of house, they're very separate from the actual mm. runnings inside the school. They might be the face of it, but they don't see a lot of the interactions between different levels of staff and yeah. putting initiatives in place. So can you tell me more about what it's like in Ireland? So compare, compare here to Ireland. So for me, in Canada, for example, and I'll talk a lot about this on the show on Sunday, mm-hmm. but for me in Canada, what we see is a lot of uh, marking, but it's not that much really, to be honest. In Canada, the marking is a lot less because you just have a lot of less students to begin with. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. I might have maybe 200 students in the whole school, not in yeah, a year yeah, group, yeah. but in the whole school. So the marking becomes less just because... Of, the job itself so what what's it like in ireland exactly so our class number sizes are very similar to the uk Mm. usually your your bigger classes are about 30 
Yeah. I know it's it's ever so slightly smaller, but pedantics don't really matter here, obviously. But uh, the thing That's is, right. you won't teach a full hour lesson. It's 35 to 40 minutes. All their kids have their own textbooks. They bring all their own exercise books. That's all okay. bought themselves. Um, most schools do operate a book rental system because if you're buying, um, let's say, a Key Stage 3 book, that might be 40 quid. Okay, yeah. But it's there to last you for three whole years. Oh, so you use the same one for three years. That's mm. interesting. See, in, Can- in Canada, you have to buy all your own books as well. So you have to buy your own um, your own writing books, your own pens, your own paper. Yeah, yeah, same thing. Um, so nothing's provided for you. you. You have to provide that all yourself. And in terms of working hours, what, what would you say an Irish teacher works in, They'll based do- on your training and stuff? They'll do more contact hours. So mm-hmm. obviously with a shorter lesson, you usually have maybe um, an eight, nine period day. Yes. But it's so quick changing between them. You really know how to get material across quickly instead of the old uh, death by PowerPoint problem. Okay, so it's less like a sta- stage on the stage, we say. So one person standing up and speaking. Exactly. That's yeah. interesting. I, I, I always wondered about that. And what about the marking in Ireland? How does that go? Obviously, when I was in Ireland, it was my train yeah, my yeah, 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 in uni year, so I didn't. Based see on it. growing up and stuff, what do you think? Oh, like when I was growing up, man, I didn't even have projectors in the, in the classroom. Mind. It was yeah, just too. textbooks only. I remember a history teacher. I'm surprised he didn't put me off the subject at this rate, where the way he would teach a lesson is: here's a paragraph, underline this, skip three oh, words, no. underline, and that was literally all of the equivalent of year eight for me i'm surprised i managed to get out liking history i actually won the award that year for best history wow. student i'm just there like kill me kill so me did your school even have computers growing up in your school we had like two computer labs yeah. out for 400 kids wow but that's not too bad though yeah it was all right i not think bad, by the time i left it was 500 kids in the whole year there'll be schools no, probably school, in this country school. with more students than i have less computers probably you oh know? definitely they, yeah so that's pretty that's pretty good yeah know. we used to just that's go into bad. the computer lab in the school and play uh, counter-strike all lunchtime yeah, yeah we used to play starcraft oh, I, I remember playing starcraft yes. in our computer lab we were lucky at my school growing up we had lots of computers we had a good it teacher he really cared about all that stuff. Well, that's that's interesting. So, what what do you think might help with teachers' work hours right now? What what do you think would be something that would help teachers in the UK? I would say a, on a per school basis. Yes. You, you need maybe an agreement between management and all teachers of a cutoff time, well, like when they can be contacted. Yeah. So yeah, say okay. say half seven in the morning to half five in the evening, six o'clock would be reasonable. Yeah, yeah, okay. Because I frequently um, just clicked onto my phone while I was watching something on Netflix or whatever and just it opens up to my email automatically and there's three people emailing me and one of them being management about what needs to be done. Exactly, I've had that happen to me yeah. as well. And they say you shouldn't look at your phone, right? But mm. but we're going to look because yeah, yeah. as human beings we're trained to look at our phones now, yeah, aren't like, we? So, like we're just uh, used to this magic thing in our pocket that, took, that has exactly. more power than what took people to the moon. Exactly right, and you can't just ignore when something happens because you, mm-hmm. as a teacher, you want to deal with it right away. You want to be ready for it on Monday. You don't want to be surprised. Yeah, yeah. So that's why I think it's really important that you know, as middle leaders and as senior leaders, people understand the power they have about uh, over people's lives and their mental health and the way they feel and think about yeah. things. Because I remember there was one night we had a um, postponed meeting on a Friday evening. So just before I was actually about to go out and meet Caleb. Mm. So it was a book look for year elevens at the time. Yes. 
And my head to power was like, why haven't you marked their second book, which we were just using for assessment questions. Like, I'm up to my eyes with sevens, eights and nines buckets at the moment, just because the way the rotation worked out. And she was like, I don't care. Your 11s have to take priority. And then you just sort of look at it and think, this isn't worth my time. Yeah. And I think a lot of people out there Mm. will understand that story. Been through that exact thing before. I know I've had similar things happen to me in the past. I was pretty good, though. I was lucky. I had a really great middle leader. When I was a teacher, so he always really stood up yeah. for me all the time, uh, Mr. Brooklyn. So hopefully he'll be back to talk to us sometime. Oh, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember, I remember Brooklyn. Yeah, Brooklyn was great. So I think, what? so on the topic then about contact hours, do you think it should be a law for people to be contacted at a certain time or not contacted? Do you think that should be a law? I think it does need to be discussed in Parliament. Mm. Because obviously there's certain things that you need contact with someone, like say school closures. Just for all jobs or just for being a teacher? What do you think? All jobs. Yeah, I agree. All jobs. Because like, mm-hmm. let's say, for example, you work in central London in finance. Sure. And there's a gas leak or a water leak overnight and you just rock up to your office and it's just like, no, you need to go back and you're back on the train to Kent. Yes. You should, they need to contact you about that, but it's not about a collection for Mavis's second child or whatever. Sure, sure. Absolutely. So, I, I so you think they should discuss it in Parliament, even if they don't make a law or something of that nature, but it should be discussed. Yeah, like a sta- yeah, I agree. Like, kind of like agree. a statute that you're only allowed contact hours for such amount of time. No, I agree with that. In Germany, they have this idea you can't be contacted after certain hours of the day, and I thought that that was a brilliant law because when I worked in China, they had no quorums with contacting you all the time, and I mean all the time. Like, you would get contacted every every hour, pretty much, about something different. Teachers, no, no. Uh, principals, students, uh, everyone contacted gonna, all the time. That's you know? just going to drive everyone mad, Of though. course. And that wasn't just for teachers. It was the expectation of every employee in the whole country, basically, that you're you're an pl- employee for life, not an employee from 9 to 5. You're an employee yeah, you're a all day, man. every day. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Like, in Japan, it's the same way, I believe. So yeah. um, The weird thing with Ireland when it comes to that sort of work environment, and this is all sectors, not just education, that sure. clicks form very quickly in Ireland. I don't know what it is, but either you're in with the same sports team, your dad's working in the same office sure. or whatever, you end up naturally meeting these people. And the towns in Ireland are quite small. Like, the town I grew up in was... 10,000 people, 12,000 people, and then the nearest city was about 75,000. So it was small, small even for Irish standards, but even our capital city is only a million, million and a half people. So people get to know each other quite quickly, and they're like, oh, you're Johnny's son, whose dad, and uh, Johnny was the bricklayer, wasn't he? Oh, yeah, I remember you. Especially um, big cities, that's a problem, because you're known by where you live, not by the actual person underneath. Sure, yeah, no, that, that makes sense to me. Mm. Yeah, it's a different cultures everywhere. As I guess in Canada, it's different too. In Canada, you even want a job as a teacher. It's kind of about who you know, not what you know. Oh, man, and I'm going to do an episode on that in the future because it's something that really has affected me over the years. But it can be a, more about who you know than what you know. It's not yeah. the same for everybody, obviously. Yeah, but like... There are lots of very brilliant people. Like, I mm. know lots of my friends who became teachers are just brilliant people. But... To, in general, the game. you gotta know somebody to yeah, get like, the job. Yeah, like look at how yeah. we, look at how all of us mesh. It's a desired job in Canada, and that's mm. a difference I think between Canada and Britain. 
and in an Ireland, I think it's the same way as in Canada. People want to be teachers. Yeah, like, yeah, it's a yeah. desired profession. Like, yeah, it, because I know you, you don't have commercials get into teaching. I had 96 people who graduated with me all wanted to be teachers, you know, yeah. like multiple trained. Like you can't just be one kind of teacher in Canada, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, well, yeah, so, so I you have to be English or French or whatever. Yeah, I have to do when I was going through uni, I did um, uh, geography and history, but even from the crossover between those two lecture groups, there were still 18 people. Yeah. Um, I, I've been sort of habitually checking every year, usually around Christmas when the homesickness really starts to kick in. And it's like, right, how many history jobs are going in Ireland? How many geography jobs are going? And I think on my most recent count, there might have been 11 to 12 jobs in either subject. Wow. But, and then you're only in for like four hours of history. What do you think makes it such a desirable job in Ireland? Would it be partially this about the work hours? Like, how oh, many work... work hours do you think a teacher works in Ireland? Irish teachers for forty hours easy. Forty. That's hours. still a lot, to be oh, honest. Yeah, but... That's still a lot. Oh yeah, but it's like standard industry. Of course, wage. it's standard. It's standard in yeah, lockers. Yeah, yeah. I'd say in Canada, it might not be that high every week, to be honest. Mm. But. It depends where you work, the school you work, how big it is. Yeah. All these things are different factors, right? Yeah, yeah. How long you've been a teacher for? Do you have a lot of experience? Can you mm, recycle mm. lesson plans, so on and so forth? Yeah, so, like you know, a great a great thing about Ireland and the way the teacher's workday is structured mm -hmm. is there's no form time. Yes, yeah. So let's say, for example, you have those twenty minutes, um, quarter to nine till five past nine. Sure. Like that's just twenty minutes of your day that you're literally once you get to year elevens anyway that it's just form is pointless. Sure. It's a waste of time when the kids could be working. So you think in, in the form time hour, it's the same as in Canada, uh, it should be a time when students are doing homework or something of that nature? No, you just give them the extra time in the morning. Okay, okay. So we have nothing like form in, All right. I would say, 60 to 70% of uh, Irish schools. Okay, really? I never knew that. In Canada, we have a home room, but you only go there in the morning to take attendance, and literally that's all you do. The kids just, no. we just talked, you know, and that's the way it is in most schools. I know but that for with, a fact. But. The thing with Ireland is, obviously over here in England, we have stuff like Sims and Arbor, which are legally mandated government... Um, of course, yeah, that they have to do. Government... Um, not, uh, surveillance of children is the wrong word for this. I'm sorry, but... It's not surveillance, but... but monitoring. you got to monitor where they are. That's mm. to start fiduciary. Yeah, oh, yeah. I think it's a good thing, though. Oh, massively, I yeah, know totally. God, kids in my school just disappear, right? Like, I went to a school... I won't say his name, the boy, but he just disappear every day, you know? Oh, yeah, I mean? yeah, yeah, yeah. And we've people had... be like, where is he? And nobody would know where he was. He'd oh, just yeah, walk we've... off site. Because yeah, there's no fences. you just go. Yeah, know? yeah. We, we've had kids run the trains from Dagenham to here sure. the whole time, man. Yeah, and it, it happens, you know, so I think it's really important that we do take on our role, teachers take the role really seriously, taking mm. the attendance, obviously, but yeah, I think, it, again, it depends on area, I mean, it really, it really makes a difference. So, in general, Dalton, I, th I want to thank you for giving such great answers, really, uh, mm. thank and, you very much and for thanks for having me on the show, it. you did a really, you've said a lot of really, really great things, and um, do, do you have any final thoughts before we, before we clear up? I think especially with teaching we are mm -hmm. always going to take work home with us no matter what mm -hmm. but the thing is to know where does work stop and where does home start you we all learned this during lockdown when we were turning our bedrooms into offices like this room i've turned it into an office that used to be <laughs> yeah a man room. yeah same with me but yeah. we need to know just where the limits are with ourselves because we only have 24 hours in a day you don't want to just see them skip by with work the whole time you need to actually enjoy life
Yeah, mm. and that's a that's a great place to stop. So uh, thank you, Dalton, again for being on the show. And uh, if you have any thoughts, please remember you can call in. You can write me on Twitter at kdm underscore drama wizard. You can find me also on the Podbean app. It's been great to have you on here today. And this is Teachers Talk Radio. And this was my interview with Dalton. Thank you very much for listening. Thank that's very, all. Thank you very much, everyone. Great to hear from you. Okay, so that was my interview with Dalton. I hope you enjoyed that. If you'd ever like to be interviewed or come on to the show, remember you can come on via the Podbean app. You can call here. You can contact me and I can call and we can arrange something. So please do come in on as, as a guest or come and listen to me, please. So what do you all think uh, about the topic today? We are running a bit short on time. I will be playing the lovely sponsors one more time. But what what do you all think? Do teachers have too many contact hours? Is contacting someone via email a good idea, a teacher, or, or anyone in any profession? What do you think? Should that be limited, what people can be contacted outside of a workplace? So my name is Caleb Demerch, and our topic today is teachers' contact hours. How do we do they have too many? How many hours do teachers actually work? And should you contact a teacher via email when they're outside of work hours? And my name is Caleb Demerchant. This is the Sunday Brunch Show here on Teachers Talk Radio. You can contact me via KDM underscore Drama Wizard on Twitter if you're maybe too shy to come and call onto the show. But if you'd like to call in, we are running now a bit short on time, but it would be lovely to hear from you. We have a bit of time left, obviously, to hear from you, so please do call in. So I will now probably play a word from our lovely sponsors. Of course, that's what allows our show to run, so they need to have their word out there, and they make lovely things. So please do support me by supporting them. And my name's Caleb Demerchant again. You can contact me via kdm underscore drama wizard you can contact me via the podbean app here and you can always contact me via my private facebook but you know that's reserved mostly for friends and family thank you very much for listening and here is our weekend news and the word from our lovely sponsors thank you for listening this episode of teachers talk radio has been made possible with support from witherslack group the UK's leading provider of SEN education and care. They're here to support you too through an ever-growing offer of free resources, including webinars, podcasts, articles and events aimed at supporting teaching professionals like you. Visit their website at www.withaslackgroup.co.uk to find out more. Introducing Uplearn. Uplearn is an online curriculum learning resource for A-levels that improves student outcomes whilst reducing teacher workloads. Teachers use Uplearn to facilitate independent learning and consolidation of classroom material. Over 150 schools have seen grade improvements with Uplearn, including St Paul's Girls School, Michaela Community School and ARC schools. Book a demo at uplearn.co.uk and quote TTR for 10% off. That's Uplearn, U-P-L-E-A-R-N dot co dot U-K. Whatever learning looks like this year, bring lessons to life with Nearpod. An exciting new addition to the Renaissance family, Nearpod offers real-time insights into student understanding through interactive lessons and videos, gamification and activities, all in a single, easy-to-use platform. To help kickstart the new year, we're offering all primary and secondary schools in the UK and Ireland 
full, free access to Nearpod for the whole spring term. So, no matter what 2022 brings, Nearpod makes switching between in-class and remote teaching simple. Visit www.renlearn.co.uk forward slash Nearpod and sign up for your free trial today. If you're listening to this, then we know we share one thing in common, a passion for the type of outstanding education that every child deserves. That's what makes us the leading provider of specialist education and care. We need people like you to help us achieve even more. With us, you'll be given all the resources and support you need, offered a clear path to career progression, and be rewarded with some of the best salaries and benefits the industry has to offer. We are Witherslack Group. If you'd like to find out more, we'd love to hear from you. Visit www.witherslackgroup.co.uk forward slash careers and be part of our future. This is Teachers Talk Radio and this is Teachers Talk Radio News. Evening Standard reports on comments made by the Duke of Westminster in an article featured on the paper's website. The article focuses on the government's pledge to provide £79 million to help improve mental health support for children and young people in England. The pledge, made 12 months ago, would help grow the number of mental health support teams in schools from 59 to 400 by April 2023. In the article, the Duke highlights data provided by children's mental health charity Place to Be and the National Association of Head Teachers, which shows that between April and October of last year, over 400,000 under-18s were referred for specialist mental health care in England, a 70% increase in the same period in the pre-pandemic 2019. Isolation, the breakdown of formal and informal support, Periods of lost education and the social and academic pressures of returning to school have all taken their toll. The Duke focuses on the importance of early intervention and argues the case for funding to be developed here to prevent a further increase in young people requiring crisis-based specialist treatment. The article is featured as part of coverage of Children's Mental Health Week and includes references to research by Oxford University's Department of Psychology which suggests that children from low-income families or those with special educational needs may have experienced greater mental health problems than others and are likely to recover at a slower rate than other groups. The article concludes by reiterating the need for early intervention and a call to ensure that young people have their voices heard. With Valentine's Day approaching, pupils in Jersey have been visiting elderly members of the community to spread some joy. Operation Valentine is an annual event run by students from one of the island schools. The event, which includes a Valentine's meal, has been held for more than 30 years. This year, due to the Covid restrictions, the meal cannot be hosted, but instead they're delivering Valentine's afternoon tea hampers to local care homes. 160 hampers were delivered on Friday and the day is regarded as very special, as this small gift has a huge impact. In Northern Ireland, rugby legend Rory Best has launched a sports project aimed at making sport more accessible for young people with disabilities. Best is an ambassador for Sported, a UK-wide charity that supports grassroots sports groups. The charity will support four groups in Northern Ireland in becoming more accessible for disabled young people. 
spotted aim for its Include project is to see more young people with disabilities participate in sports and, as a result, have increased self-confidence and improved physical and mental health. Best said he was honoured to support the launch of this wonderful project. A press release on the European Union's official website outlines the EU-Africa Global Gateway Investment Package, which will focus on education, skills and technical vocational training. The release focuses on how EU funding will support joint action on improving the quality of teaching in participating countries, empowering girls and vulnerable groups through education, developing skills and vocational education, and improving youth exchanges in Africa and between Africa and Europe. This has been your Teachers Talk Radio Weekend News with Joe Fox. This is Two Minute Tech with Steve Woods, your tech briefing on Teachers Talk Radio. Hello, it's Safer Internet Week with the official day being on Tuesday the 8th of February. This year, the UK Safer Internet Centre is questioning whether gaming online is all fun and games. They ask young people to explore respect and relationships in online gaming. A lot of schools may be having drop-down days and you may be expected to deliver an online safety lesson. This is great, but are you confident in your knowledge? There's nothing worse than having to teach a lesson out of your comfort zone, especially when you're discussing a topic where the learners may know more than the teacher. Saferinternet.org.uk, the brains behind Safer Internet Day, have come to the rescue with a series of films under the heading of virtual assemblies on their website. Starting with a story about in-app purchases getting out of hand for three to seven year olds, and then for seven to 11 and 11 to 18s, having a discussion on online behavior and respect. This resource is informative and will allow those of us that are less confident to play the film and facilitate a discussion. As always, if you're going to use an online resource, make sure you've watched it first to make sure it's appropriate for your pupils. For a visual version of this episode, check out the TT Radio 2022 Twitter feed. I'm Steve Woods, and that was Two Minute Tech. Two Minute Tech with Steve Woods, your tech briefing on Teachers Talk Radio. Hello and welcome back. My name is Caleb Merchant and you're listening to The Sunday Brunch here on Teachers Talk Radio. And we're coming to the end of our show now today. I had one more article I wanted to play for you from Canada because I always like to find articles from Canada and play them to you so we can think about the differences between the practice there and the practice here in the United Kingdom or wherever you might be. Again, my name is Caleb Merchant. I'm the host here of The Sunday Brunch Show here on Teacher Talk Radio, Teachers Talk Radio rather. And we, you can find me on Twitter at KDM underscore Drama Wizard. You can call into the show here on the Podbean app. Again, my name is Caleb DeMerchant. This is Teachers Talk Radio, the Sunday brunch show. And I wanted to thank all of you who have been listening today and getting involved in the conversation on Twitter. I wanted to thank Dalton in case I forget to. He, he, I think he had a great opinions there, and we really got to share a great conversation. And again, if you'd ever like to be on the show, please do contact me or contact us on Teachers Talk Radio or... You can contact me via my private Facebook or email. Please do contact me and come on to the show because we're always wanting more guests, more people. Those, you know, it's all, it makes the show even better, even more depth if we can have more people on the show and more opinions, not just that of my own or the articles that I present to you. Speaking of which, I'm going to present an article now from Ontario. That's a place in Canada. The capital of Canada is Ottawa. A lot of people think that it is Toronto, but it is in fact Ottawa, which is the cap. The capital of Ontario, on the other hand, is Toronto. Just a little geography, a little digression there for you. My name is Caleb Merchant. This is Teachers Talk Radio, the Sunday Brunch Show. 
please do get involved on the conversation either on Twitter via KDM underscore Drama Wizard or the Teacher Talk Radio Twitter feed or on the Podbean app. You can call in or you can write a message. And here's that article from Canada. Ontario College of Teachers. How do teachers compare to other workers? By David Livingston. The vast majority of Canadian workers think that work techniques and equipment, including computers and related software, have changed at least moderately over the past five years, and about a third think they've changed a great deal. Canadian teachers are about as likely as any other professional employee to acknowledge skill increases and changing work techniques in their jobs, and more likely than either service worker or industry worker. But they are somewhat more likely than most occupational groups to experience high levels of job stress. In response to questions concerning organisational changes in employment conditions over the past five years, most workers state that they have witnessed significant organisational restructuring. Teachers are again distinctive in that the majority report changes in terms of reduced numbers of employees within their workplace compared to only minorities among other categories of workers. This survey confirmed findings of another study concerning a recent trend in the work hours of Canadian labour forces. After gradual declines in the length of the normal work week for most of the 20th century, a growing polarisation of part-time and overtimers has been evident during the last few decades. The proportion of those working a previously standard 40-hour week has continued to decline, while the proportion of those working over 50 hours per week and those working fewer than 30 hours per week continues to increase. Around 20% of teachers are now employed part-time, a proportion similar to that found in the general labour force. Meanwhile, the normal work week of those in full-time employment, which is 30 hours or more per week, is now about 45 hours. In our survey, full-time teachers in line with what has become the Canadian norm, reported a working average of around 45 hours per week. But a more detailed national survey sample of teachers found that they worked an average of 49 hours, including time spent after school hours in preparation for marking extracurricular activities, reporting to parents, etc. Many recent studies of teachers working conditions in Canada and elsewhere have established that teachers remain among the most likely of workers to do over unpaid overtime. When asked more generally about their normal work week in the survey, they were quite likely to have taken some of their unassigned duties for granted. Along with most occupational groups, teachers also do substantially unpaid housework on average of 15 hours per week but teachers have an exceptionally higher rate of involvement in voluntary organisations compared to a majority of general labour forces. Teachers' volunteer work plays a vital but unrecognised role in community su- sustainability. Teachers' expenses unpaid overtime work, their relatively higher levels of job stress and the extent of their voluntary work should then be better understood by the general public. Twinkle, the 25th of November... 2020.
So, my name is Caleb DeMerch, and you're listening to Teacher Talk Radio. Welcome back. That was an article from Ontario, from the Teachers College. I thought it was a really, really interesting article because it talked about work stress in Canada and uh, of teachers and how teachers in general, have, their work stress has increased with kind of with technology, you could see. So, a part of that was probably the contact hours of email and so on and so forth. We are getting to the end of our show now, and I, I do want to play this article from Twinkle, actually, about TAs because I know TAs are a valuable part of our of our workforce here. And uh, so I want to play that to you very quickly. So I hope you enjoy this article as well. Thank you again for listening. My name is Caleb DeMerchant. This is Teachers Talk Radio, the Sunday brunch show. Thank you for everyone who contacted us on Twitter. You still can contact on Twitter by a KDM underscore drama wizard or the Teachers Talk Radio uh, page. Thank you very much. And here's our article from Twinkle. An overwhelming number of TAs are finding work crossover into their personal lives. With more contact being made outside of working hours, how can TAs switch off and have a work-life balance? With the role of a teaching assistant ever-changing and evolving, so are the demands of the job. More and more TAs are saying they're being contacted outside of their working hours to complete tasks, prepare activities or undertake continuous professional development. So what is the problem? A 2019 National Education Union survey found that 51% of TAs said their workload is unmanageable. 34% of TAs said their workload has increased year on year. 59% of TAs said that a number of TAs in their school had decreased in the last year. 27% of TAs reported that they had worked at least 4 hours of overtime each week. 76% of TAs worked extra hours because their workload demands it. And 62% of TAs are not paid for the overtime that they legally should be. Although this survey is two years old, the findings are similar to a recent survey from the Twinkle TA team. The results showed that 96% of TAs regularly work over their contracted hours. 80% of TAs said that their job affects their work-life balance. Clearly, the data shows that TA workload is an issue. Increasing numbers of TAs are expressing that they are regularly being contacted outside of their working hours via work emails, WhatsApps, text messages, and this is leaving TAs feeling anxious, worried, and stressed. Hello, I have with me today Dalton. He's going to talk with me. So thank you very much to that little uh, article from Twinkle. I thought that was interesting too to hear from our colleagues in the TA profession as well. So thank you very much, everyone who's listened today. I know we're getting to the end of the show now. Uh, I just wanted to thank everyone again who was contacted on Twitter, uh, who uh, worked on the articles with me to read the articles. I wanted to thank Dalton for coming in and being interviewed. And I wanted to thank all of you for listening. And if you're listening to this in the future, please do contact us on all the ways that we've talked about the whole episode. So I wanted to get to kind of my conclusion here in a moment, but I want to give uh, one last opportunity for people to contact via either Twitter. We had so many responses today, I wasn't able to read them all. Thank you very much. And I hope that if there's a good conversation going there on the Twitter, and I hope that it continues to go on into the future. So you can contact us via Twitter on the Teachers Talk radio page. You can contact via the uh, the my personal page, KDM underscore Drama Wizard. You can contact me here via the Podbean app. You can call now if you like. We have a couple more minutes left. We could hear from you. 
or you can contact us via the future. Obviously, you can contact me via Facebook. We have so many ways of contact nowadays, but it's great to remind ourselves over and over again how we can do that because I want to hear from as many people as humanly possible. And I wanted to just thank everyone once more for listening and for participating in the show this week. So we're running to the end of our show now. I just wanted to read my conclusion and say goodbye to you all. Um, So saying just don't check your emails, is that enough? In my opinion, no, that's not enough to just say don't check your emails or don't download the app. In fact, I think our our employees ha- employers have a responsibility to us, be it senior leaders or middle leaders, to not contact us unless it's absolutely necessary during the weekend. And absolutely necessary means something that needs to be dealt with and and can't be dealt with in any other way. Uh, and just saying, for example, what's the answer to this question? That's not really good enough or contacting and saying please could you do xyz on thursday that's not good enough either because you know it's a long time till thursday on on a friday please do not contact people if you do not need to so for me it's just saying don't look or don't download the app it's not good enough we should be able to have those things because they're tools for us there are things that teachers can use to be get prepared like i said earlier in the show teachers like to be prepared we are people who like to be prepared and if we have something to help us be more prepared, we're going to use that. And that includes our emails and so on and so forth. So for me, no, that is not good enough to say that. We have responsibility, remember, as middle leaders and senior leaders to make sure the the mental health of our teachers are at the paramount and our TAs, as we've heard on the show today. Now, I'm not saying that I have all the answers, but maybe those who govern should talk about this in Parliament, as discussed with Dalton. I think that that would be a great idea to hear what our governing people think about this topic, not just for teachers, but for everyone in general, about contact hours. Maybe saying, don't look at your email should be replaced with, don't contact people on their days off. Thank you very much for listening to the show today. Again, my name is Caleb DeMerchant. This is Teachers Talk Radio, uh, the Sunday brunch show. It's been great to hear from all of you and for everyone who participated today in both our Twitter and in the show. My name again is Caleb Merchant. This is a Sunday brunch show here on Teachers Talk Radio. You can contact me via KDM underscore Drama Wizard on Twitter. You can follow me there and contact me and get involved in our future conversations. Our show next week will be about uh, working as a teacher abroad. Um, So we'll be talking about what it's like to work as a teacher abroad. That's something I have a lot of experience in, and I'm hoping I can get a lot of people to contact. And maybe even if some of you would like to contact and come on the show, please do so. Again, if you'd like to get into teaching, please uh, come on to our page at the University of Bedfordshire. I'm sure we can accommodate those needs. Again, my name is Caleb DeMerchant. Thank you for listening. And this has been Teachers Talk Radio. Thank you very much for listening. You've been listening to Teachers Talk Radio. Tune in live and listen back at ttradio.org. We look forward to hearing from you next time on Teachers Talk Radio.